NC State Wolfpack, Dave Doran, head coach, getting ready to play in their season opener this Thursday. That's Do we count that as two days from now? Yeah. Two days from now. Two days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I never know whether to count That's today. two days. Two days from now. Uh, they're opening on the road at UConn, and uh, Dave Doran is excited to see which players step up. That's what he told the media right here. Well, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, you think you know what you have going into the first game, but, you know, under the lights, there's gamers. Sometimes guys emerge, and sometimes guys shrink, you know. And so I'm anxious to see the guys on game day. I'm excited to see them play. They've worked hard. It's a really close-knit team. And so, you know, for me, it's more anxious. Just kind of want to see it, you know. Want to get out there with them on the grass. And, and once we know kind of how they are and got to get the jitters out of some of the younger guys that are playing, know that it's going to get better, you know, as it goes. Honestly, it's one of the most exciting things about the first game in college football is there's a couple guys in camp every year who – basically are just they're balling out right and and i'm not talking about the returnees right like if if for state if if peyton wilson is all over the the field during scrimmages no one's going to be like whoa right you're going to expect it but there's there's usually you know two or three guys on offense two or three guys on defense that either came out of nowhere or maybe were way ahead of schedule right they're a guy coming off a red shirt year who you expected maybe in two or three years would be a stud but oh look at this they've they've taken a jump and you watch it through all of training camp and that first first game that first taste of of live action everybody's watching because they're gonna go is it for real yeah or or are the bright lights gonna get to them right they're gonna they're gonna jog out onto the field they're gonna do the 360 where they look up and they're like oh my goodness i'm starting for or i'm i'm playing a crucial third down for the nc state wolf pack Okay, and then either it's gonna it's gonna click in, focus, and they're gonna be doing everything they were doing to impress their teammates during training camp, or there's gonna be that moment where their vision gets a little blurry, their hand won't stop shaking, and and uh, maybe they're they're not quite ready for those lights. But it's one of the more exciting things of week one. Is let's find out if this is legit, right? Usually there's like a position change. Right, maybe a linebacker put on twenty five pounds in the off season. Now they're playing D end, mm-hmm. and you're like, let's see what this looks like. Yeah, maybe there's a, a receiver that that switched over to defensive back and has been lighting it up since spring. And you're like, well, let's see what this is like. You, you, finding out who the gamers are is so exciting, so exciting. Doran talked about last year's results and and how that might be a predictor of this year. Last year's games don't mean anything, you know. Last year's teams don't win this year's games. And so we know UConn's a better football team. We know they're a different football team. We're also a different football team. And so we got to go prove whatever the score is, you know, we got to earn that. And we know they're probably talking about it, right? They want to play better than they did. And, and I know they will. Watching their film, they were a much better football team as the year went on. Much better. By the way, coming out tomorrow, little pack therapy podcast myself and, and and mike lennon hosting we had dan orlovsky on the show this week who is uh i didn't realize how dramatically and far away he's the best quarterback in uconn history yeah i knew he was he was near the top but you look at the record book it is dan orlovsky a large gap and everyone else that's played quarterback for uconn um so he's on the show and and we talked a bit about the way uconn's been developing 
Dan talks about going at the beginning of last year to a practice, right? Bring his his, his sons. They go watch a practice because you get to do those sorts of things when you're a legend from the program. And and he was actually kind of going like, e, you know, little little small, right? Maybe maybe not as powerful. And then just recently, a couple couple of maybe a week, two weeks ago, he went back. Same thing, right? Brought his kids. They went to go watch, and he was like, "Okay, they look like a college football team now." So Jim Moore has been able to do that. That's what Dave Doran's talking about there, right? Yeah, we go back and watch the film from when we played UConn last year. But if you believe Dan Orlovsky, they're going to look like two completely different teams, right? It's 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 not the same beast to to um, go after. And that's again, like I said, the week one, the unknowns. If you, if you just look just at the offenses from the ACC schools in North Carolina. Yeah. UNC, same quarterback, Drake May, everyone's excited. New offensive coordinator. How's that going to play out? It's an unknown. NC State, new quarterback and new coordinator. How that, how, even though they're familiar, new to the area, how's that going to play out? Wake, same OC, new quarterback. Even a guy that's been in the system won't be the exact same as, as Hartman, Mitch Griffiths. Uh, Duke. Same quarterback, same offensive coordinator. Maybe Duke football is the one that doesn't have the the unknown that every other school is putting up with. So, so if you're, uh, we'll look at it like this: if your state going up in into to Connecticut stores, same coach, same coordinator, different quarterback. That's enough right there to be to be a complete and total unknown. I guess the good news is you're also a complete and total unknown to them on offense. And Tony Gibson makes it feel like their defense is a complete and total unknown at times because he he does so many different uh, things out of, out of that three three five. So I I look at this and say from from our perspective, right? I'm talking fans, I'm talking media, outsiders. Week one, we got to learn as much as we possibly can. We we got we got to keep our antennas up. We got to keep our eyes peeled, and we got to look for things that you know either have to be fixed or things that you like, things you weren't expecting, and see how those storylines weave throughout the season. And as the season, at least the early part of the season, basically through the first month, through September, teams are going to evolve a lot Mm -hmm. because they might go in with an idea of, okay, this is what we want to be, this is what we think we're going to be good at, but then the season rolls around, they get to you know, game number two, and we're like, okay, maybe we're not as good as this thing as we expected to be, or – this thing that we didn't think was going to be a key focal point of our offense or defense, we're actually really good at this. Mm. And you start to emphasize those things a little bit more. So teams are going to evolve from game one to game two and then game two to game three. By the time you reach week four, teams should look a lot different than they did week one. And and they will. And and that's yeah. that's the uh, you know, picking the things that you think are going to stay st- stick around, picking the things that you think are going to change, and, and trying to follow those storylines. I, I mean, I guarantee you NC State will do something against UConn where their coaches go, let's not do that against Notre Dame. And then, then they'll also be watching film of the UConn game going, why didn't we do this more? We should do that against Notre Dame. Like it's, it's, it's all building upon itself, which is why it's so much more difficult to surprise anybody late in the season because you're building game after game after game and we get to watch game after game after game. This is really – week one's a really cool – uh, really cool spot in the calendar. And joining us in studio, former NC State quarterback, longtime NFL quarterback, uh, on game week for NC State, uh, just a couple days away. Thursday night, they open their schedule in UConn, or at UConn, I should say. Uh, we have Mike Glenn in here with us. Mike, uh, starting the season, what, what's uh, 
What's the team going through? What, what's it like to – actually, I don't, I don't know if I ever did. Starting on the road is kind of an unusual deal. Uh, going up to, to UConn, what are they going through? I think it's just you're, you're antsy, you're anxious, you just want to get out there. You've gone through a, a long training camp, going against the same people, and you just are excited to go play a real game uh, You know, on TV, all that. But at the same time, these guys can't be looking forward to the next weekend. So it's that fine line of you know, containing your excitement – for the following week with Notre Dame and just focusing on UConn, taking care of business, and then getting ready for Notre Dame. Uh, by the way, uh, Mike and I do host a, a podcast together. It's called Pack Therapy. You can find it everywhere podcasts can be found, also on our YouTube page at 99.9 The Fan. Uh, one of the things we discussed this week, and, and the episode uh, should be coming out Wednesday morning, uh, one of the things we discussed this week is that trap game element, which you kind of brought it up, right? You can't look forward to Notre Dame. Everyone, I mean, I, to – to a certain point, everyone's looking forward to Notre Dame. It's it's Notre Dame at home to open your home schedule. Uh, instead of just, you know, I, one of the frustrating things I hear is like, oh, just don't listen to the media or don't don't read, don't pay attention to it. Like, you're going to hear it. It's going to seep in somehow. Uh, same thing with a gigantic game like Notre Dame at home to open your home schedule. The the cliche or the coaching thing is, you know, one, one and oh, take it one day at yeah. a time. Don't think about Notre Dame. I think it's better to like handle thinking about Notre Dame. Like it's there, you're aware of it, you know what's going on, but how do you handle not letting that creep into this week? Yeah, it it can be tough because there's so much excitement, so much buzz, but I think right now kind of just back to the last question is, you know, camp breaks, your school's back, the students are there. There's just a lot of excitement mm-hmm. around the football season getting started and it is cliché, but I mean it is it is the <laughs> truth that you got to take it one game at a time. But at the same time, you got to embrace. It. I mean, you know, maybe you channel that energy that you have towards Notre Dame, and you know, try to make a way to to yeah, there, have that excitement as well for for the opener. There, there is an element of if you lose this one, next week matters a lot less. Right. So, right. like, you got to you got to take right. care of business. So if you want next week to be awesome, it. like this week has to be a a solid performance. So, solid performance, and we'll start with the offense. Um, what are you looking for from from Robert and I's offense? What do you want, Brendan Armstrong yeah. or Jordan Houston or like what what are the things you're you're earmarking for this offense to do successfully? Yeah, I'm just excited to see what this Robert and I offense is going to look like. I mean, in the spring he talked about how he's going to cater tailor around his playmakers, and um, he didn't know what the offense was going to look like because he wanted to see who his playmakers were and how they were going to get them the ball. So now now we're going to see it. Who? How do they scheme up this offense? Are they using a lot of motions, shifts? Um, is there a lot of movement of guys around uh, at different spots on the field? And then Brendan Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, he comes in as a six-year player from Virginia. Um, it's been said a lot. Two years ago, he was great. Last year, not so much. So who is he now? Who is he now that he's back in this offense? Can he be efficient? I just want to see him go out here and execute this offense that he was a part of for many years. He's done it plenty of times. And then finally, it's the receiver position. Who steps up? We see Casey Concepcion, kind of a surprise to see him early enrollee on uh, with with the first team offense. Is he uh, going to be a player this year? Is it going to be Trent Penix? I mean, who who is going to step up in this first game? And and by the way, we're talking with Mike Glennon, former NC State quarterback, longtime NFL quarterback as well. Uh, Brennan Armstrong. The the expectations are high, but also I think like the range of outcomes are are high, right? Um, 
Do we expect the offense to be completely put on him the way it was at UVA in his final year with Robert and I, where, you know, <laughs> we, we've talked about it. You hold the record for, for most attempts in a season at, at NC state. Uh, if he takes his per game average over his last year at UVA and plays out the 13 game schedule, assuming they make a bowl, uh, he'd break that record. So the, the, he's, he's slung it around a bit. Do you, do you expect their Wolfpack? I, I think that's, to be determined, and I think mm. that has a lot to do with the players around him. I think Robert and I has full trust in Brennan that they could throw it almost every play and be that air raid offense. But I remember when I was in school and Dana Bible was offense coordinator, I wanted more um, responsibility at the line of scrimmage to be able to check it in and out of plays. And he said, I know you're capable of it. It's about the other 10 guys on the field. Are they capable of it? So are the other 10 guys on this offense capable of of an air raid offense. I think that's more what it comes down to than it is about Brendan Armstrong. Low key saying your teammates weren't, weren't in their playbooks. Is that what was going on? I think it was a little <laughs> shot of that. They're not as smart as you. And, um, we play down to the dumbest <laughs> player rather than the smartest player. Uh, speaking, speaking of high level football on pack therapies podcast this week, we have Dan Orlovsky, who's one of the best players in UConn history, but you probably uh, recognize him from being on your TV all the time for ESPN breaking down football. So if you want to hear his input into uh, his memories of playing against NC state when he was a Husky or this upcoming game, check it out on the pack therapy podcast. You can find it everywhere. Podcasts can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, 15 point favorite 85% on the ESPN matchup predictor, 85% in favor of, of NC state. Uh, do you treat, and again, this is where the coaching cliche is going to say, you know, nameless, faceless opponent, but do you treat it a little bit differently when you know, you know, you have the the higher recruiting rankings, you have the more talent as far as raw ability, you have a 14 point favorite, or you wouldn't look at it that way, but like you should win this game. Does that treat anything differently? I don't think so. I mean, at the end of the day, players aren't really concerned about the spread. They know that they should be definitely not nowadays. <laughs> they don't even pretend like you check the spread. Take That's, it. Uh, no apps on your phone. No friends accounts. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, but they know they need to take care of business. I mean, this is a team that they NC State handled pretty easily last year. But then after that, UConn kind of turned their season around and made a bowl game. So it's not. Like they're kind of the UConn of the past five years or so, you know, prior to the second half of last year. This is a team that finished the season strong. They got mm -hmm. some energy. They got some juice with Jim Moore Jr. as their head coach. So they can't take them lightly. I mean, you never want to look over a team, especially a, a, a Division One team. I mean, and if we are talking the spread – 14, 15 points isn't that crazy. I mean, we, we see – Yeah, you, you see like the 44 and a half points for like Georgia over some directional Michigan. Right. Uh, which which this is not, and, and you shouldn't treat it that way for sure because UConn was a bowl game or a bowl team last year, and, and they're returning some talent. Um, before we let you go, uh, Friday morning you wake up. What's the number one thing that needs to happen in order for you to wake up with a spring in your step going into week one of, of college football and, and you're thinking of your, your wolf pack and, and getting ready for Notre Dame and all those things is, is there, uh, and I'm actually going to, I'm going to make this more difficult for you. Non Brennan Armstrong edition. Cause I think so much of the, the spotlight is there already. What else is there? There's well, first of all, I mean, it's, it, and we haven't even talked up about Friday the defense, morning really. and you just had some games on Thursday night. There's probably some games on Friday night, full slate, Saturday, mm -hmm. Sunday, Monday. I mean, it's a great, there's great FSU weekend. LSU on Sunday, Clemson Duke on Monday. There's, there's a lot. So going that's on. what I'll be thinking about. But from an NC state standpoint, um, as they get ready for this Notre Dame game week is 
who steps up at receiver. If I feel good about really just either them as a whole or one or two of them really stepping up. And then I think it's about the guys up front because I know Notre Dame has a, a great front seven on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball, um, some great offense linemen. So physically, how does this team look? Um, and, and will they be able to physically match up with Notre Dame? 